Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast, the number one golf podcast for new product launches, interviews with industry experts, golf trends, and more. Here are your hosts, Jen, Ken, and Bill. Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast. This is actually the all testosterone issue yes, of the Hazel Rockets podcast. It's going to be the best, best episode ever. Yeah, you say that. You're big, brave without yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, she's not here. <laughs> you are? I'm Ken. And I'm Bill. And well, we're missing... Miss Jennifer. Yes. Yes. She is homesick, uh, hopefully with nothing serious, but uh, having a little uh, uh, slew thing, I think, this morning. Precautionary so, for exactly, her not to be here. Exactly. So, yes. so you're stuck with us today. Again, yeah. they're probably really happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> More expertise. We can scratch ourselves and grunt while we're going through this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. What, what are we doing today? Well, we have uh, a couple different things going on. We're going to uh, be talking about um, some new Titleist equipment. I know you're excited to see some of it. Yeah, yeah. Aaron's going to be here with the new Titleist SM8 wedges. Yes. And I think the new Titleist T400 iron, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's new ultralight weight uh, uh, iron that we're excited to see for the first time. Long distance hitting, easy to get in the air, it's going to be, it's cool. And the most uh, kind of premier putter line in the whole world. Yes, they're bringing back the Select, Scotty Cameron Select. Yeah, super cool, super cool. Um, And then uh, in our uh, very last segment that we're going to do, our Jack Bergeroni segment, we are going to definitively answer who is the greatest of all time, Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicholas? Hmm, I wonder how we're going to do that, Ken. Yes, exactly. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Uh, in our opener, I did want to talk about, uh, with all of this crazy news going around worldwide with kind of this big health scare, some stuff we're kind of learning behind the scenes as it pertains to equipment. Uh, yeah. I know you and I, Bill, we've talked a little bit. Um, as we are finding out that the uh, factories that are located overseas, the lion's share of that equipment is being made in China um, from a lot of these different manufacturers. And we had one of the uh, vice president of sales of one of those major vendors in this last week and just talking about how the capacity for the factories over there is at an all-time low. So the the largest factory over in China that makes uh, woods for multiple different brands out there right now is at 10% capacity. Wow, yes. Uh, right into the busiest season in it, golf. Exactly right. So. Yeah, normally over there from uh, for Chinese New Year, a lot of those factories are kind of shut down from mid-January to the middle of February. Um, but because all of the... Uh, the public transportation has been literally closed, just closed yeah. and shut off. Um, no one can get back to work. Um, and what that means for the consumers out there is that um, we have all of these awesome new product lines that we, you know, much many of which we'll talk about here in just a minute um, that are uh, brand new to the marketplace. If you have an interest in them, I would encourage you, and I know this kind of self, sounds somewhat self-serving with us being in the retail business, but in this particular case, I think it's true. If you're really wanting some of this new equipment, the first half of the year is where you're going to want to make those decisions, yes. I think, because uh, already, uh, as you know, we've been having some inventory challenges yeah. already from some of those manufacturers. And we, we're just not sure what we're going to be able to receive or what we're going to be able to get product-wise exactly with all right. these new uh, Drivers, irons, woods. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one, our, our, one of our major vendors, their number one selling iron is already back back ordered out until May. Yes. Um, so again, we again we don't mean to you know put pressure on anybody, but again, if you were thinking about buying new equipment this year, 
I would encourage you to do that earlier in 2020 than later in 2020 yes. because there's certainly going to be some supply challenges from all of the major manufacturers. Yeah. So. And no matter where you're going to shop. Yeah, either, yeah, so. for sure. Exactly. That's the, that, that goes equipment worldwide, I think. So, all right. Uh, we will go to our next segment. I am happy to introduce um, somebody who's been on the show before. Uh, before he was talking about all things Titleist golf balls, but uh, Aaron Young is the Northern California sales representative for Titleist and is going to be here talking about all of their new equipment. So without further ado, let's welcome Aaron to the show. All right. Well, Aaron, welcome back to Hobble Rockets. I'm <clears throat> Glad we could fit this in. Excellent. I know the schedule is uh, jam-packed, so I'm happy to be part of this. Definitely. Yeah. We have uh, lots of new products. Um, our One of our best-selling wedges, or our, our best-selling wedge, are one of our best-selling uh, putters and one of our best-selling irons all have new product. That's right. Yeah. This is a big couple of months for us, so Definitely. We're, we're excited about it. Um, I'm probably most excited about the new wedge line. Yeah. There's, um, why don't we, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's dive in there first. Um, so uh, for those listening and watching us, um, Titleist, uh, their lead designer is Mr. Bob Vokey, um, and he's been with the company a long time. Let's start with him and kind of what he has meant to the Titleist brand. Yeah, so... Bob began um, grinding wedges in his garage and uh, became famous um, with some tour players. And we hired him um, 20, 25 years ago to bring our wedges into the forefront. And the way he looks at wedge design and the way that his grinds are, and he's got a grind for every player, that immediately struck tour players. So let's go back five or six years ago, and from the SM4 line to the SM5 line is we did something historic in the wedge business, thanks to what Bob and some of the engineers at, at uh, Titleist figured out, and that was progressive center of gravity. And that was placing the center of gravity in wedges depending on hit location. So in a 52 degree wedge, which you usually hit like your pitching wedge, it's a full swing, it's usually off of the fairway, you wanted the center of gravity low. And then as you worked your way up into the 56, the center of gravity was raised a little bit because you hit a bunch of different shots that way. You opened it up, you hit it from the bunker, you hit chips with it, and then in the 60 degree wedge, you opened it up even more, and so the hit location was slightly raised. So starting with SM5 and then SM6, SM7, now with SM8, Bob thinks he's come to the conclusion that CG location has never been better and it's isolated in, in every wedge that we make. So just for, for very general uh, consensus, it goes more lower and towards the heel on the lower lofts and then uh, out towards the toe and higher as the loft gets up and that kind of maximizes its uh, flexibility and use in and around the golf. What, what it does is it's the shots that you hit with those particular wedges the distance control, the spin control, and feel is at the optimum when we put those center of gravity positions in each of the different wedges. Okay. Um, the big um, play in SM8 is what we've done with especially the high loft wedges. So it's still low in the 52 degree, it's still mid in the 54 and the 56, but now in the 60 degree, we've actually put tungsten in the toe. And what that does is it certainly raises the center of gravity, but it also pushes the center of gravity toward the front. In SM7, we had weight high in the toe and high in the face 
to match hit location, but it was also back. Yeah. And in iron, that's great to have center gravity low and deep because you want to get it up in the air. Right. In a wedge, you want to drive it. So now with the, the higher lofted wedges, you have the center gravity push more toward the face and up into the face. So now, especially the guys on tour, and this is the number one wedge on tour, now that your distance control is your, in your spin with these clubs, you can drive it and it's exact. The other thing we've done with the higher lofted wedges is the uh, hosel is higher. So what we have is a higher hosel and you have weight on the toe and now the wedge squares up much, much easier so you don't kind of hit that high nothing ball and the MOI goes out with all that weight out there on the toe, which is a revolutionary design in wedges. You can kind of see that. Is the head shape itself changed at all for SMA? It's very clean, yeah. but you can definitely see that the back, that we've kind of modernized it a little yeah. bit with a, with a different look, but the head shape is still that clean, classic look that what you'd expect from Bob Vokey wedge. I know there was some debate on whether to call out the tungsten weight or to not call out the tungsten weight, and you guys went with uh, kind of just hiding it not in within out, the yeah. framework of the design. Um, it, it's the center of our advertising, but right. it's not going to be the center of our look. I think uh, it's important for the consumer to know, though, it's a very different design from SM7. I mean, they started from the beginning. Yeah. You should see some of the prototypes that the salesman got to see on how they arrived at this. Um, and it was amazing to see that we can get 7% more MOI in a 60-degree wedge versus SM7, which is the best-selling wedge in the industry. So there's a lot of technology in there, even though it's got that same clean look you'd expect when we first bring this out to tour look is extremely important if a tour player doesn't trust the look of it they're not going to play with it so we decided for clean but we're going to talk about the the um, technological advances in our in our product early adoption on tour has been pretty universal i would imagine almost yeah uh, in the second week it was the number one wedge on tour uh, sm7 was the Wow. The second Fantastic. And so, so no tungsten waiting on the lower lofts? Or wh when does it start? It starts at the 58. At the 58. Yeah, so okay. 58 through the 62, you'll yeah. experience the tungsten with a higher hosel. And then the 54 and 56, you've got mid-CG. And, and 46 through the 52, you have low CG. Low CG. Bill, which of the finishes do you have there? Uh, well, it looks like this is the black satin or black matte, I think. Yeah. yeah. So Beautiful. jet black will be your all black. Your medium um, will be uh, your... With, with black uh, ink in or black paint fill, too. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. And then chrome will probably be your most popular loft. And then the brushed steel is, is your brush. medium. Yeah. yeah, is your medium. Um, so if someone likes a little darker finish, doesn't yeah. want glare, that type of thing, but they don't want the jet black, that's a good way to go. Um, the, these are tried and true. Um, several years ago, we went to these three, and they've done extremely well. Um, across all, um, all all sales, so definitely um, one of the things I did want to mention too is um, the notion of spin decay. I know you guys did a study just a year and a half, or maybe two years ago, uh, that um, clearly stated that golfers should be replacing the wedges in their bags far more frequently than they are, and, and maybe dive into that a little bit. So um, Maiden Lane is where we do a lot of testing for golf balls and golf clubs. And we did an um, experiment with a robot that is just hit wedges. You know, they hit like 70-yard wedges. They hit a new wedge, brand-new grooves. They hit a wedge with um, 75 rounds or more on it and a wedge with 125 rounds. And what we found is this is a flat green robot taking the same swing with Pro V1 and what we found, if you're playing with a wedge that has 125 rounds or more on it, you could roll out another 18 yards versus a new wedge. 
That is so yeah. significant. Seventy-five rounds, you could roll out another eight to ten yards. So, you know, what? How does that help the average golfer? As you and I have talked about, even on this podcast, is us normal golfers do not hit all the greens and regulations. So we need to be able to get up and down. Clearly, he's not played with no. the guy. So, no, exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take the rap for that. I don't hit. 18 greens or 14 or maybe even 12 Wait, you're around. supposed to hit greens? Yeah. yeah. Really? Okay. No. So right. I, need a, I need a ball and I need a wedge <laughs> that is going to stop it. And so you're better, better able to hold the green and to make those short game shots that you need with fresh grooves. Now, you can determine what that is. Is it 75 rounds? Is it 125 rounds? But clearly we have people who come through your pro shop and you look in their bag and they're like, Okay, let's talk about new yeah. Wedge. There's yeah. hardly a groove on their wedge exactly. in some cases. So we yeah, were, yeah, we were fortunate to have Mr. Vokey out here. That's right. Last year, and he shared that statistic with the Titleist engineers. We were astonished. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, for the consumer, it's important to know. I mean, they can gain almost forty percent more spin on their wedge shots simply by getting a new wedge with new grooves on it. So that, and then the other thing that that we've talked about is, are your are your wedges properly gapped? Too many times I'm fitting somebody and their pitching wedge is 42 and their next wedge is 52. Right. You know there's a shot that they roll up on. It's like, ugh, yeah. I got to hit this full or I got to lay Half off or, something. Yeah. And for the average golfer, even the, the professionals in the, the best professionals in the world, that's a tricky shot. So you want to be gapped about four to six degrees in between your wedges because you're going to make, you're going to score better. You're going to make more money on the golf course when you have a full swing rather than a half swing or, or, or trying to finesse a shot in there. Okay. So those are things we talk about as well. Beautiful. All right. Well, again, for those that are uh, watching us, you're seeing this new SM8 wedge. Uh, for those that are listening, I would encourage you guys to go to your uh, local pro shop or to our sponsor, mortongolfsales.com, and, and to uh, pick yourselves up these new wedges. We go from Mr. Bob Vokey, one of the legends of club design, to might be the most premier club designer in the history of game, uh, Mr. Scotty Cameron. Um, what's he meant to Titleist as a, as a putter company? So when you make putters for the best players in the world, Tiger Woods, um, Jordan Spieth, um, you know something about putting. So uh, Scotty's been with us for, again, 20 plus years making putters for some of the best players in the world. And this year we unveil the 2020 Select line. And it's our... Certainly our mallets are well thought of out in tour and on tour they're becoming more and more. But when people think of the Scotty Cameron line, they think of classic design, the classic yeah. designs, the Newport twos of the world, yeah. the Newports. And really the styling behind some of these putters um, came really last year when Scotty's putter won the first three majors and they were all blades. So Scotty started to think about when we go to retail, what are we going to retail with? So the new putters, especially the Newport 2, which is this a putter can that you have, the Newport and the Newport 2.5, he wanted to make them more tour-like because so many players and the best players in the world, top 10 players, are playing with our products. Um, and he wanted those, the consumer, to have a very similar um, feeling when they picked up these new putters. So the putters, from a blade standpoint, are slightly smaller. The sight lines are even cleaner, and they're a little heavier with more weight on the heel and the toe, so the MOI actually goes up. That's what I noticed initially is that he's had tungsten weights in the sole of them, but historically they've been 15 and 20 gram weights. Now yeah, they're yeah, 35 30. gram yeah. weights. So Because the head shrunk, 
we needed heavier weights and that did two things it made the sight lines maybe a little cleaner but it also the moi when you miss hit the putt because you got more weight on the heel and the toe went up the necks are fairly similar but there's a little cleaner sight lines we get a lot of feedback from our tour players on this and it's a cleaner look the other thing that you'll notice right away is no more insert he went back to straight milled no insert on all scotty cameron select putters okay beautiful I think my favorite piece is the the new, you know, not so new, but going back to yeah. the old Classic. pistol style yeah. grip. Uh, you know, for you know, Tigers forever used that ping. Uh, you know, the classic. Uh, it was a P PP8, I think, butter grip they call it. Um, it's that same shape that's got the nice uh, little arch there at the top, and um, it's kind of old school, but you know, modern logo and all that kind of stuff on it. So. And that's the same thing Scotty thought about when people who who are going to putt with a select. They like the Pistolero or the Pistolini grip. And so really what he did was just tweak it a little bit. It's got the same classic Scotty look, but there's a couple extra. It's built up down by the right hand, so it's a little bit thicker. So it's not as tapered as some of our older grips. So it just gives you a little fuller grip in the, in the right hand. So this Newport 2, 30 gram weights that had slightly larger maybe than the Newport then? or just the, So itself? the Newport, Newport 2, and the 2.5 all have 30, 35, or 40 gram oh, okay. weights. Depending in on tungsten, length. depending on length. Right. Okay. okay. Scotty's belief is in if you're putting with a 33 inch putter, which is shorter, you need heavier to balance it out. And if you go into a 35, it'll be 30 grams. Um, and and he wants every putter to feel kind of the same, no matter the length. Now, can, can consumers, if they wanted a little heavier putter, could they get a 40 gram weight in a 35 inch putter? In a 30. Uh, Probably a 35, okay. not a 30. So they can move it up five grams. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's that's all done through our Scotty Cameron shop. Yeah. Um, but uh, last year we can, and I'm betting this year that we can as well. Okay. How many total head designs in, in this new special family? Yeah. So the, um, so there's seven or eight different styles. Okay. New styles that we went back and looked at were taken from the Golo series and it's a more of a half mallet, so we put okay. that into the... Yeah, for those that are watching, you can kind of see the, yep. kind of the old Del Mar uh, yep. design and look. Yeah, yeah, there's a new Del Mar uh, that's heel shafted, and then there's a new... It, it looks like the Golo 5, um, the okay. Newport 5 that you'll see in the lineup as well. They are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The styling, and we were talking earlier about, um, yeah, Putters are, are expensive, so are drivers. But yeah. do you use a putter more or do you use a driver more? So let's sink some money into a quality putter yeah. um, and make more putts. Yeah, if it, no one's ever watched, I'd encourage you to, to uh, Google or YouTube uh, and actually watch one of these putters being milled. Yeah. Um, they take a, a brick of a billet of steel and two putters are milled in a mirror image of one another. And they're on the machine for... An hour, hour and a half. I mean, it's a really time-consuming uh, process, but it is as exact as anything that is made in the golf business. And that's where you get those exact flat surfaces. Yeah, yeah. So no matter where you hit the putt, it's it's flat. Yep, yep. A putter that's cast is kind of like baking bread, and it's not always exact. And you have little bubbles. And sure. I mean, when you when you slice a thing of sourdough, you have holes in the middle, and that's not much different than than casting a golf club either. So. Uh, they're beautiful. All right, well, let's switch gears uh, to the very last portion. And um, you guys uh, came out with a new uh, driver last year called the TS1 that has uh, has become 50% of our wood business and kind of 
change the fortunes of Titleist as a club company. You guys have an eye on a match now. We do. Um, for years, people uh, thought of us as, as a company for the serious golfer, and we definitely are. But we're, really, we're a company for the dedicated golfer. And if you're a 17 handicap, you may play our ball. We, want you, we also want you to think about our golf clubs. And that's where we've had so much success at Hagen Oaks with the TS1 driver. And now we introduce the T400 iron. So this will hit shops uh, March 27th. People already have demos and have been trying it. So this was actually a concept that came from our utility iron, which we came out with last fall. And it was taking a wider based iron with a very thin face and then putting tungsten down below. So in these new irons, the top line is fairly thin, but it's really a super, a super game improvement golf club because of how wide the sole is. So in the longer irons, we have up to 100 grams of tungsten, low and deep. That is an amazing amount of the weight. In the golf club with a super thin face. So the ball just gets up in the air so, so easy, and then it goes super far. The other thing is so there's, there's hope for Bill's game is what you're saying. <laughs> and there's so, hope for mine. Okay, all right. The other thing you'll notice is even though we made it wide cell, only a very thin portion of the iron touches the ground. So it's not digging as much as some wide cell. Yeah, you might iron. describe what you see there, Bill, for those that are. Yeah. Well, it looks like a beveled edge a little bit. Yeah, if you're, if you're only listening. Um, raised a little bit on the bottom but yeah so it so really like it plays thinner than it actually is yeah, even though you're going to get the forgiveness of that wide sole so and then taking a page from ts1 we made the shaft 45 to 50 grams the grip is about 40 grams so it's 10 to 15 grams lighter so that lightness that we have in the ts1 these same people can now try this iron uh and if you're Speed challenge, like some of us are, and need to get the ball up in the air and want to hit it far. This is an iron that that um, we're really excited about. It's something new for us. It's noticeably lighter. Yes. Yeah. I, I just when I just took it, I was like, "Wow, it is incredibly light." And so, what what set configuration do these come in, Aaron? We think we'll be selling kind of six through and seven through sets okay. um, with a lot of wedges because it is strong lofted. So you're going to match your wedges just like we talked about with the Vokey's product. You want to make sure you have four or five degrees in between. Um, but we'll in, make a four iron, five iron. We'll make a five iron. I don't think we'll make a four iron okay. because of how strong lofted Got these it. these irons are. Um, and then we anticipate people playing with these irons have a lot of hybrids as well. So they want to round out your set. And that's what's great about coming and get fit at various facilities, including Hagen Oaks, is um, they can match every single shot with a, a yardage and figure out what's the best for your game. But we're anticipating a lot of six through and seven through sets. Tylus, you, you mentioned it, alluded to it. Tylus has forever been thought of kind of the better players brand and, you know, built for tour players and, um, you know, kind of an analogy, you know, to the Pro V1 golf ball and the clubs to match the, the tour players. That's not the case anymore. I mean, you guys have really clubs for anybody from the plus handicap to a 40 handicap now. And even on tour, um, so we've been the number one brand uh, across all categories, irons, woods, putters, wedges, and balls um, for much of 2019 and 2020. But even on tour, we have six driver wins in the last three months with three different driver models. Wow. So um, we want to offer that same thing to the golfing public, and no matter who you are or what your handicap or what your swing speed is, we want to have an iron or wood for you. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Fantastic. All right. So, again, uh, new Vokey SM8s, new Cameron Special Putters, and new T400 irons from Titleist. Aaron, thanks for being a guest on the show. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. it.
Now a word from our sponsor, MortonGolfSales.com, before we dive into Jack Burgeroni. Hey, Bill here. I wanted to pause real quick to thank our sponsor, MortonGolfSales.com. Morton Golf Sales is the number one online retailer for all your golfing needs. From the newest clubs on the market to the classics that you can't find anywhere else, Morton Golf Sales has the best products and customer service at the lowest possible prices. Want to check out their huge online inventory of clubs, clothing, golf balls, accessories, and save 12% on your first order? Just use coupon code ROCKETS at checkout on mortongolfsales.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, back to the show. Mom's Beef Hash has a first name. It's from a can we see. But we all have another name. We call it untasty. We hate to eat it every day. And but if you, you ask us why, we'll say... Cause mama's hash tastes like trash and we should feed it to the dog. Welcome to the Jack Burgeroni Experience. Alright, welcome to Jack Burgeroni. Without Jennifer here, do we actually spill the beans or are we so terrified of her that we're not going there to do There you go. So? I right. think that's, yeah, the latter. <laughs> you have to go home and... Pansies, yeah, we, we're chickens. You would be in big trouble. Exactly so. right, exactly right. Alright. For this issue of Jack Burgeroni, we are going to definitively answer who is the best in the world, Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicholas. So are we going to talk about major championships? Are we going to talk about record wins? Are we going to talk about the gallery size and what they meant to the game as far as bringing the masses to golf? Clearly or... with just the two of us, I think we're actually going to do it with lemonade and iced tea. Oh, I see. Because yes. if Jennifer was here... She would know nothing about the things I just mentioned, so we would have had to come down to help her out with the, who's the greatest in the game. Clearly. Okay. so That I, makes more sense. I had this idea earlier as we were running through a CVS, and um, you know Arnold Palmer, his, his drink is iconic, right? Yes, legendary. Yeah, so you know, it's, it's half iced tea, half lemonade, in case you have lived under a rock and aren't familiar with that drink all the time. But I also noticed that uh, Arizona Iced Tea Company actually uh, licenses his uh, name, but also does that with Jack Nicholas. Yep. So they have a Golden Bear Lemonade that is in yes. the marketplace as well. So um, it's a strawberry lemonade, but they also have mango flavored yep. and uh, several other different flavors out right there as the well. Right off the bat, Jack wins, uh, you know, if you're not watching and only listening, but Jack wins the contest with the, uh, the design of the can. It's pretty cool, although, although, although the little uh, uh, umbrella true. for Palmer and the old classic photos on the can is pretty dang cool. Again, so. iconic. You said that. Yeah. And this one looks new because that's strawberry. For Arnold Palmer's strawberry half and half. Yeah. Uh, so I think what yeah. the difference is, I think Palmer gets all of the half iced tea, half lemonade drinks. Yes. And Nicholas is just purely lemonade. So knowing what sugar fiends you and I are... We're probably going to lean the direction of Nicholas solely because Maybe. it has no iced tea in it and it's going to have more sugar <laughs> But in I it. see that you bought, everything looks like diet. It's light this and light that and zero calories. So, so maybe we're not going to like any of it. I don't know. I think we'll like it. All right. So what do we start with? Uh, well, let's start with the classics because these right. have been around. All so right. We're once, start you, with the, once you serve up those right. and then I'll, I'll uh, work on the strawberry version. Are these carbonated? Here, Can so. I shake these? I hope not. Let's see what happens. This will be the. No, I think this will go viral if they this, are. This is, this is good. I can't get any iced tea on this outfit. 
Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's a famous pop right there. That's a good call. All right, I'm going to go with the Nicholas one first over on this side, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll just. Well, how are we going to know? Well, you pour more of that one and that one, and it will, will and huh? then, yeah, I'll, and I'll have that one, you have that one, and then yeah. I'll pour one each here. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Sorry, without Jennifer here directing us, I have no idea what we're doing. Exactly. So. All right, and I'll trade you here. There so, we go. All okay, right. that makes sense. Yep. All right. All right. So this is the which one? This is so this is the Arizona Arnold Palmer light half and half iced tea and lemonade. Okay. All right. Mm. It's iconic. I mean, that's that's full body. Yeah. Delicious. Yes. Yeah, that's the classic taste. Would if of a true Arnold do we Palmer. do we swirl it and smell it like we're wine snobs? Yeah, we should. Yeah. If you'd have gotten us a glass instead of these paper cups, this would have been really <laughs> could have been really cool. All right, I really right. like that one a lot. I do. All right. Now we're going for Jack Nicholas's Strawberry Golden Bear Light Lemonade. Yes. Strawberry, though. Is All it right. strawberry? It is strawberry. Mm. Yes. Wow. That does. That smells like a uh, a nice now and later or something. Now or later? It does. It, yeah. yeah, it's actually a very strawberry taste. Mmm. That is. That's different. I like that. All right, so let's go to the Arna Palmer Strawberry Half and Half Iced Tea. Okay. And half lemonade. We'll use these same cups we just used. Are you going to corrupt the flavor by using the same cups? Probably, but okay. are we that scientific? We are. We are? Wow. We're not. We're not. So, right. wait, what is this one? Oh, this is a strawberry or a Palmer. Yes, but it has half iced tea in it. Right. So, the Golden Bear one was like Straight bubble lemonade. gum pink. Yeah, this one looks more like iced tea. Taste exactly like the original half and half lemonade that we tasted. <laughs> I don't taste no, any I, strawberry. I taste a little fragrance of strawberry. Do you? There. Yes. I can. Yep. There's a hint of it. Unless that's the leftover strawberry from Jack Nicholas's Golden Bear lemonade, right. since you use the same cup. Since I'm not buying it. I think we don't Arizona's have a budget faking for us out. more glasses. And there, yeah. <laughs> we need more listeners All so right. we can have more cups. Please help us out <laughs> so we can have a fresh cup for. Okay. All right. All right. I think these are both coming out of the same spigot in the Arizona I think factory. So. I the, think, the, yeah. the regular lemonade and the strawberry yep. lemonade. And then just slap a new can mm -hmm. on it. Okay. Well, what is this last one? All right. So that's the <clears throat> zero no calorie one. Okay. All right. Should we try that? All right. All right. I'll let you open that one. Okay. I'm going to. You're going to mix and match. Move on. Which is, oh, which wait, is your favorite so far? <laughs> Having to say the classic so far. I would agree. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. And everybody knows what a Jack fan I am. So, but. Yeah. Maybe Jack's regular lemonade, though, without the strawberry would probably be pretty tasty. Okay. Is this your clean one? Yeah. It's as clean your as it's going to get. Your used dirty one? So, okay. Yeah. With, All no, right. with no fragrance of strawberry. So now we have zero calorie half and half Arnold Palmer. All right. Mm, I can taste the zero calorie aftertaste. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's my least favorite. Mm, no sugar. Okay. So are we saying that definitively Arnold Palmer is the greatest of all time right here? We are. I think we are. Okay. We're both in agreement. All right. I think next time, though, we have to have some non-strawberry flavored Jack stuff. So we're going to do this again? We are. Okay. There is Jeff also, I found out as I was doing the proper three minutes of research for the segment that we were doing that Jack Nicholas has a line of ice cream that's served I do know that. back in the Midwest. Yes. 
So somehow, some way, we need to get some of that out here and uh, we'll have an ice cream taste test purely for selfish reasons. Yes, it'll be the longest Jack Burgeroni segment, <laughs> probably a couple hours worth because exactly. we're going to need to sample everything top to bottom. We'll make the camera crew guys cut it into something that's worthwhile. But, we, yeah. you know, we're here for our listeners and, and our watchers. Do we, we are. Yeah. And we, we'll make sure that Jennifer is not here on that day as well so you and I can have the most <laughs> and she won't be able to partake. So. Less for her. Yes. All right. Perfect. All right. And with that, we appreciate everybody coming out and watching and listening to us. Um, we'd encourage you to subscribe at whatever platform that you're hearing or watching us on, or you can find us on YouTube at Morton Golf Sales. And with that, we will see you next week. Next we appreciate time. it, everybody. Thanks. Bye. That's nice. I love it. <laughs>